This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now. You know, as as a, a symphony, even if you even if you step up to do Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, it'll never be performed the same way twice. Never. You know, it, it, there's millions and infinitesimal little things that are going on with all the human beings playing it. You know. Wow. So when you're, you know, I mean, you can listen to a recording. Yeah. But when you go hear it live, it'll never be, ever be the same thing. It's 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 human beings that are bringing it all together, and it's all happening in an interactive, wonderful magical way you know, that's, that's one of the best definitions of definitions of impermanence which we struggle to explain that but what what people have un- misunderstood i think about impermanence is oh it's just a n- nullifying and a void and nothing you know nothing exists so you know and also emptiness but what we're saying is there's this rich symphony going on mm-hmm. and there is a pattern to it but it'll never be the same uh, from one time to one time and that's true of every moment of your life Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck podcast with David Nickturn on the Be Here Now Network. My name is Michael Cammers, your host and monologist, uh, coming to you with a bit of a scratchy throat today. So... Please bear with me, it's going to be kind of a sultry intro, and I'll try and keep it concise. On behalf of all of us here at Be Here Now and Dharma Moon, we sincerely hope this podcast finds you as well as can be, and we are grateful that you are joining us. Here at CSM, our guide David Nickturn discusses how to lead an integrated life involving spiritual practice, creative expression, and right livelihood with guests who embody and manifest these principles in their own life. And for this episode, we are very fortunate to have... Sean Callery, uh, an amazing composer and musician who um, primarily works in the medium of television and some film. And uh, what a joy it is to present this episode with David and Sean, who go back to their days meeting in L.A. when they worked for New England Digital, the company that created the very important early digital sampling keyboard called the Synclavier. Uh, if you go to the show notes at the Be Here Now page for this podcast, we'll leave a link of David on the Merv Griffin show in 1985 demonstrating the technology. It's a fun little clip. Beyond connecting around music, clearly they also connected around meditation and Buddhism and have maintained a beautiful connection together that is on display in this podcast where they have a wide-ranging conversation around music, egolessness, shunyata, understanding suffering on the relative level and not bypassing, and uh, music is a window to all these things. Um, 
couple things to pitch before we get in there that are important for you to know about. Uh, If you like this podcast and are interested in working with David uh, directly in a workshop around your quote-unquote life puzzle, we've got some great news. Uh, David is giving a creativity, spirituality, and making a buck workshop um, at the New York Insight Center Thursday, June 15th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern, and that is in the year 2023, and it's also on Zoom, so it's not in person. Um, So if you feel stuck in any of the three areas of creativity, practice, or livelihood, or could benefit from an exploration of the underlying principles that can lead to greater integration and harmony in your life, join us for this workshop. And you can find it at um, the website of our partner organization, New York Insight, uh, which is nyimc.org, and click on the calendar. Speaking of Dharma Moon, we would all like to invite you to our 100-hour mindfulness meditation teacher training info session that is upcoming. And the date is... Tuesday, June 6, 2023, from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, and we have a very special guest and Buddhist scholar, Professor Robert Thurman, joining us. So that's going to be really good. That's on Zoom. And we encourage you to check it out, especially if you are interested in our mindfulness teacher training program. You can do the whole 100 hours or just sign up for the first weekend and deepen your own practice. Again, that's June 16th, 2023 on Zoom and head over to dharmamoon.com to check it out. Okay, I'll plug the Be Here Now stuff at the end. So a little more about Sean. He's an Emmy Award winning composer. He's received 17 Emmy nominations and four wins. You can hear his recent work on the TV series Walker, which just wrapped as well as on the series Accused on Fox, which just got renewed for a second season. Um, And now we are arriving to the final portion of this open monologue of epic proportions. While we were sheltering in place during the early days of the COVID pandemic, David took on a contemporary form of bodhisattva activity called the Nuji Challenge. And he gave his phone number to his students and many people and encouraged them to text him for 30 consecutive days after they had practiced mindfulness meditation, Sean made a bunch of amazing videos for each of his sits, and we'll be sharing uh, several of those on the YouTube version of this podcast. So check it out. Okay, this concludes the opening remarks. It is now my pleasure and privilege to share with you episode 42 of the CSM podcast, Composing Dharma with Sean Callery. Okay. Welcome back, everybody, to the Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck podcast, uh, based on my book by the same name, which you can check out. But our basic premise is to talk to people who are interested in integrating uh, those three strands in their actual life, which is uh, creative expression, um, spiritual development, and um, some kind of relationship to livelihood. And, uh, you know, we talk about defining success on our own terms using that blend. So, Sean, why don't we start with you? This is my guest tonight is Sean Callery, who is a very old friend. Um, why don't we start with how we met? Because it's kind of intriguing in a way that we still have uh, have our friendship in our, in our different uh, areas of, of working on things together. But how did we meet? Uh, 
we met, you were wearing sunglasses at night, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we met in 1988. Uh, I had just moved to Los Angeles and I was working for one of the first music companies that was making digital samplers and, you know, synthesis, the things that are in our phones now, you know, that we take for granted. They used to be these big six foot tall boxes and you worked for that company. And I became sort of a product support person. And uh, you would, I think you had just left the company, but you were trying to, you know, hand off what you knew to the new incoming people. And I was one of them. And we did a couple trade shows together in Las Vegas. And I didn't know very much about you, um, that, except that you were a composer and that you wrote, you know, you're, you're, I remember, I know that you wrote Midnight at the Oasis. And, and I also saw that you also around that time did that movie with Kevin Bacon, The Big Picture, which was also really funny. It was a great movie. And then we, um, I, I'm Eric and I, we have another friend, Eric Gray, and uh, we were trying to figure out when we were invited to visit the meditation center on third street in Los Angeles. I just can't remember how it came about, but I know that you, you somehow planted the seed of a, uh, of a, uh, Hey, if you want to check something out, uh, come here and talk. And um, the both of us were complete babes in the woods in terms of the, the, this kind of meditation study. And we went and, and here we are chatting <laughs> Thirty years later, thirty-three years later, I'm still I'm still calling you with the same with the same uh, questions, you know. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know what's interesting about uh, our our relationship is completely organic. You know, our friendship is completely organic, but it does span both the creative uh, field that we both uh, work in, and Mm -hmm. also the meditation. You've taken the Dharma Moon Meditation Teacher Training Program, and you're also helping people with their practice now. Yes, you have, you have your own practice. Yes, uh, we'll talk more about all that. Um, and you yeah. are just for everybody out there. You're the kind of talent in the in the entertainment world that not everybody knows by name and by face, but who's had a major major role in terms of creating the content that people uh, soak up on their TV screen. You're really a top top shelf TV and film composer at this point. Well, thank you. I mean, there's, it's a, I appreciate that. I mean, uh, I, what I, what I have been is I, I, I was, you knew me before I had any jobs doing this. Uh, you knew me as a person who was interested in doing this. And that's why I went to go work for Sinclavier. That was the name of the company. And I had that vision for wanting to get into the industry in any way, shape or form composing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been really lucky. I'd even say, word I'd use is blessed to be working with uh, the, the people I got to work with on shows that actually went a certain amount of time. Like um, the first biggest show was um, uh, the key for Sutherland drama 24. Uh, that was a, that went for eight years in 2001. And that was when I was really just, you know, not knowing exactly what I was doing, but I was doing it. And uh, I did shows like Homeland, uh, Jessica Jones, a Sherlock Holmes show called elementary, um, you know, uh, was twenty four your first gig scoring television? <clears throat> no, the first one was a a, a a remake of a of a of a French film called La Femme Nikita, which was on the oh, USA yeah. Network. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that mm-hmm. and that was actually a, a a great show. It went for four years, and it was on the USA Network, which at the time was like, you know, wrestling. They had wrestling shows, and <laughs> and it was a very young network. You know, it was like wrestling. 
And then they started doing drama, you know, and then yeah. they, it was like Monk came along and all these, you know, all this programming started happening. But Nikita was a really rare uh, moment where I was, I was, I was brought into a situation that I was able to uh, prosper in. And the show lasted for four years and I, I got a real education doing that. Yeah. And 24 so, and Homeland, these are, uh, you know, absolutely. You have had your music heard in the mainstream uh, uh, t television and film world. Uh, so people are aware of you, whether they're aware of being aware of you or not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. And yeah. And even smaller shows, like uh, there's some law dramas that I worked on that, you know, have a very minimal score, like Bull uh, was on last year and, and uh, a couple, just a couple of, and now I'm working on a Western on the CW called Walker Independence. I'd never worked on a Western before. Wow. And, and that's a, that turned out to be a, a lot of fun. I knew it would be fun to explore the, that that kind of genre uh but you know cw shows you know they have beautiful people in the old west in the 1800s with you know perfect teeth and you know just beautiful <laughs> you know, everybody's healthy and uh and it's all diverse and uh but the people working on it are just smart people every now and again you when you when you're with people you know i think about the word sangha a lot because when you're with a really great group when you're with a group that inspires you it's um mm. it, it it i i would say without a doubt my skill set as a composer was catapulted by being around people who are really good at what they did oh that's interesting it's, it's a highly collaborative field right yes the, you don't the, just the, get to go off and write your music and go like hey this is the way it goes uh if you do i generally don't find those shows to last very long honestly uh -huh. i mean they, they can they can right. once you get once the show airlifts you can do it but but finding the sound and all that kind of stuff is really where the rubber meets the road in terms of heart and and uh, honesty and authenticity. What are we trying to tell? What are we trying to say? There's a, there's a lot of embarrassment that sometimes comes with a person when they don't exactly know how to react to something. You know, when they're hearing something and they 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 feel something they want to convey to you, but they don't know how to convey. And then they there's some tightening that you can sometimes feel. So this has been a real mm. it's an ongoing process in terms of that but i love the collaboration process of mm. putting music to picture that's been a dream yeah. of mine so beautiful and and uh, you know a mutual friend of ours lee holdridge uh in 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 the same arena who i worked with on on uh on a couple of uh, daytime tv shows great great yeah. composer and a great conductor he would write on the blackboard for his clients one fast two cheap three good and he'd yeah. say pick two yeah, right. <laughs> Have you found yourself in that situation? <clears throat> yes. I mean, there's, um, I, 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 from a creative point of view, this is for me as an artist, if you, you know, I would say uh, deadlines has probably been the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. Uh, because uh, if you have something due that has to be delivered, uh, sometimes you're really feeling a bit of if you're feeling some anxiety at the beginning of the process because you don't know how to find or thread the needle of something you're trying to solve, sometimes I will sort of fantasize about the day after the due date because you do know that you're not not going to deliver. You do know that you're going to deliver because not delivering is sort of a suicide of, of of sorts. And so you know that that's not going to happen. So you can sometimes think, well, it will get done. I'm looking over there at me, at mm -hmm. me having finished it. But I still have work to do at this end. But sometimes I, those are the little... Parlor tricks you play, uh, fat, yes, but yes, fast by Thursday, you know, and yeah, uh, you know, stay calm. Well, and you've, uh, you know, for what I want to talk to you is, I want to talk to you about everything because we go all the, we run the gamut from, uh, you know, through the CSM 
topics yeah, to and, food and, and, and hanging and, out and, and all kinds and, and of we, things. Right? And we went for long periods without not 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 communicating, but went for long right. periods where we we weren't. In, but then when we got together again, it's just like you know, plug yeah. right back in. You know, yeah. So you um, have uh, uh, you know not only. Uh, scored very notable TV shows, but you've won a bunch of Emmys for doing so. We could just get that out of the way. How many Emmys did you win? Uh, four. I, 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 I've been, I was nominated uh, 17 times over the last uh, 20, wow. 25 years. Okay. And yes, the, as a matter of fact, when, when we take meetings in zoom, you know, the piano, I got a piano last year and then th- they're, they're back there in the view, but somebody, sometimes people give me crap for, for displaying them. I don't know if you can see them, but like sometimes I do this, or uh, that. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I, but no, they're back there. And uh, yeah, I got uh, uh, three of them were for writing, writing the underscore for 24, mm-hmm. which was really unusual just from the sense, from the point of view of the show was on for eight years and, you know, and, and now, it, and then one was for Jessica Jones. I wrote a main title theme for uh, Jessica Jones, uh, which was a, a Marvel uh, Netflix show. Uh, but now there's such an, ex- I mean, you cannot fathom the amount of television viewing that exists on a weekly basis. Right. So the, ab- the ability to notice a show or the ability to tune into a show is really something that you have to curate now. It's not like, uh. there, used, there used to be kind of a collective Monday morning, hey, did you, did you see Hill Street Blues or did you, right. did you, watch, right. did you watch Friends? And now it's, uh, you know, did you watch, did you see The Watcher? Did you watch, uh, 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 you know, Last Tango in Halifax? You know, it's just, it's, it's, there's yeah. so many lanes now, you know? Yeah. And a lot of great music, by the way. A lot of great music. Um, you know, it, it bring it, we have people tuning in and watching, and they might watch one uh, episode where I'm talking to a you know well-known Buddhist teacher, and then one where I'm talking to a creative uh, and or an entrepreneur. So you might go, well, like, wait a minute, what's holding this whole you know uh, podcast together? And it is the integration of elements that we're, we're taking a, a leap out there and saying the integration of these three elements is important. And we, and I, we even say at Darmoon, they have equal weight, creativity, spirituality, and livelihood. So I think that's a kind of certain perspective that we're sharing with people. And a lot of people resonate with it when, once they understand the premise. So, and it has something to do with your notion of success as a human being. And I don't mean it in a crass way. We're pretty clear about that. You know, uh, somebody, in my view, is not necessarily successful just because they've banked a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our culture obviously rewards you big time for that or even had a lot of recognition. Um, You know, so how would you define success for you at this time in your life? When could you say, I feel I've succeeded with my aspiration to what? Wow. Oh, well, that's a big it's a, one. It's a, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would say this, you know, your book, uh, you know, you kind of, if in my view, sort of coalesced the energy that was sort of being manifested by successful people in my view, you just, you codified it in my, in a way. Cause I, I always, I think those three things, when I, when I was trying to get hired or when I was working, I was happy. My, my level of happiness was kind of related to, um, yes, I had a, an, an aspiration to want to get into this. And when I was working towards that with exertion and with some sort of effort, uh, it had a, it was 
there were setbacks and so forth and 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 things of that nature. But I did appreciate that every time I was in a job, uh, for example, I did sound effects editing uh, I, I, uh, for Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. I, I learned how to cut sound effects and, and and you're thinking, well, what does that have to do with with music and composing? Well, it, quite a bit, actually, because you're learning mm-hmm. how music and sound effects have to work together. So there's there's a connection that you have to, um, I guess, you know, from the point of view of path and where you're endeavoring to go, you when you feel a connection towards that or heading towards that, you feel a bit of uh, that there's a there's a fundamentally good feeling about that that journey part, even when it's sometimes difficult or when it's set back, but remaining with it is and it and there's luck. I mean, there, there there's just there's just there's just some. I mean, I don't know how you, you talk about luck, but but I got I met some interesting people that gave me opportunities. I met you, mm-hmm. and then and then while I was working for Sinclair, I met Mark Snow, who did the X Files. He recognized mm. some talent in me, and he gave me uh, some opportunities. But my, the thing that when you asked me about happiness, you know, the thing that makes me fundamentally well, no, I asked you about success. Success, excuse me, I'm sorry. Success. No, but we'll get to happiness too, because that's a good topic too. But um well, just to defining your notion of um, you know, aspiration uh and then you know, fruition. You know, we talk about ground path and fruition in the Buddhist way. You yeah. Know, so what would fruition look like for you? Well this, this life path. I, I if I, I'm going to answer in a very relative sense at the moment. I had okay. to write a scene uh, where a, a woman, um, uh, a woman had uh, uh, lost her husband in a, in a in a shootout, and she's found in the middle of an open field in Santa Fe. Uh, mm. It's supposed, you know, Dublin's Texas, and there's a moment that has to be treated delicately and and musically. You want to be, bring an authentic moment to that part of the storytelling, and when you do it um it's a kind of a back and forth process of finding <clears throat> how it's going to quite make it if it's working but then there's a moment where it is sort of connecting and you're feeling it there you know you're you're mm. you're feeling you're feeling it's it's cohesion mm-hmm. and it's it's a bit of black magic for me you know it's like how does it arrive how do you get there there's some sort of care and some sort of attention and there's some sort of relationship that's forming and you're and there's an openness that's happening and then when that starts to happen, that feels to me mm. like a success. That is a success for me because you're like that scene. If I, at the end of the day, <clears throat> I can say, I do like the way that scene came out. And then you have to shake the edge of sketch and it's all over because it's, it's you're going on to something else. But the, the mm. successes for me, the successes for me, from the relative sense, are the, are the, is the ongoing connecting and connecting. Now, I will not lie that being nominated for uh, your by your peers is for awards is is extraordinarily gratifying it does ma- it does make you feel very um it there's some out there work there's some measurements out there in the world that say hey you, you you've done you've done some this is some good work that does feel good so connecting um, being acknowledged I'm, connecting, I'm putting together your package of fruition your bundle uh, yes connecting and Acknowledgement, yes. Acknowledgement, yes. Acknowledgement has to be a part of it because you can't just function in the world without someone having feedback for. You. Otherwise, you're not. I don't know if you're working. You know, you know, every every most of the music I write has to be approved by people, mm-hmm. and 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 I and they have strong things too. So there's a kind of um, you have to. There's a there's a kind of uh, 
holding I would say holding your seat holding your seat with what with with your with 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 what you're doing there's an off there's an authenticness mm. to your to app to applying what you're doing and I believe at an existential level that gets baked into my scores I really mm. do I think if you watch something like I, I I listened to music from a kid enough the other day who sent me a demo reel and I said to him I said I said are you having as much fun uh, as I are you having as much fun composing this as I had heard as I had hearing it because I really thought I was hearing a lot of joy in the, in that, in that mm-hmm. person. Does that make sense? You know, it's sort of, so yeah. I guess, I'm ta- so I'm, I'm taking some notes on this because it's, it, it, uh, connecting, acknowledging authenticity. Yep. Um, and view, there's a view you're making a, you're, 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 you're taking a, when, when you're composing, you're, you're taking a, there's a specificity to your view when you're mm-hmm. composing something, you just can't go out there and say, well, I'm just going to write, you know, are you writing it through the eyes of this person? I mean, there's no level to how bad I, I'll even, oh, there's even others. There's, there's more difficult scenes I've had to score where I don't even know how to put myself in the eyes of a person who's suffering, you know, in that way, you know, and you just like, wow, how can mm. I, how can I even bring a musical sound to that moment that you've never experienced that you've never, that you've never had. Like I, I scored a, a, I had to score something a couple months ago, a woman, um, comes back from being uh, sexually assaulted, and she's uh-huh. in her apartment. She's in her apartment by herself. Well, you know, what I actually. Made, well, you have to experience what that would feel like. You have to. You, you have to. It's almost like a, almost like a, like a like a Tonglen kind of thing, bringing in the suffering of others. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I would say uh, I actually made the case. I said, don't score it. I said, I said, don't don't put any music to it. I said, uh-huh. just 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 let it. It, it doesn't. There's there are certain there are th- there are certain things I think dramatically don't need any any music you know if that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean it, it, mm-hmm. it, it, they're strong enough on their own and that's to quote you David skillful means that's having the ability that's the ability of looking at something and saying hey and that's I'm, me quoting uh, the the previous people by the way <laughs> exactly but but <laughs> yeah. I but I hear you say it to me all the time which is right. it's having the it's having the sort of the uh, a, a, a confidence that grows to say I, I don't think we we need we we need this music moment here. Yeah. And, 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 but if I was younger, I'd be like, of course I want this music moment. Uh, I want to make this the most meaningful thing in the world. But then you get a little bit uh, more, you get a little bit more, you, you, have, you develop a bit more situational awareness uh, and a little bit, I think you get a little wiser. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one thing that, so I've thrown out about a hundred thousand things that, that sort of, we're talking about success, but I'm, I'm relating them right now to the real, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the craft of what I do and the, the way I feel when I'm doing it right. You right. know, when, when I'm, when I'm doing it to, in a way that makes sense to me. And as as a metaphor for your whole life, mm-hmm. um, here's what I got so far: in, in, in connection, connecting, mm-hmm. absolutely, acknowledgement, yep, authenticity, yes, a unique view, and committing yep. to a perspective, yeah, um, empathy, yes, absolutely, and, le- and leaving space, and oh man, that that's can I. Can you send that to me? Because I, I, if I just said those six words, this podcast would be over in about fifteen minutes. But that's true. That's really that's sort of you know that's sort of it. That's sort of it. It's funny. I would. I, the only the only word I really contemplate is acknowledgement because acknowledgement for me is is a bit of well, you know, acknowledgement feels good. And we there are stories all over the world about well, I'm you get it's it's a it's a seductive thing. You like you like attention for your work. And it's it's I find it to be so extraordinarily important that that remain 
a lowercase acknowledgement rather than the mm. AAA acknowledgement in a way. But that's that's maybe my head trip. Maybe that's a little mm. bit more me because because maybe I'm a little bit uh, there. May be some anxiety about uh, what happens when you get acknowledged that you still have to still remain with all the other things that you just that you all, yeah. all, the, all the other things you just said. That that's really interesting because when you said that, I thought of can you imagine being the Dalai Lama? The uh, level of acknowledgement that happens, and you know how profound it it must be to stay grounded in that energy field uh with and and in a way it's the only there's only two exits from that kind of level of acknowledgement which is one is to um well return it you know with blessings with with concern and care for others then then it circles through it's beautiful actually yes uh, and the other is to um you know um somehow understand egolessness even in the middle of of, a, of a, that level of acknowledgement is really challenging and the other option for you is to suck it in and it, the whole thing becomes bloated and toxic and we in our industry we see plenty of examples of that right people are not they're stuck with their um with their success they're stuck with their, their accomplishment you know uh, they're stuck with the acknowledgement i was just reading um you know uh about uh, an actor who was saying that you know he is uh, no, no. It was it was actually Elon Musk was saying the the interviewer said, "What's it like for you, like um, being so recognizable?" And he said, "Well, I can't really go get a cup of coffee anymore, or walk down the street, or go to the store." And you know, you and I both know people who probably couldn't do that either. Uh, mm-hmm. And and um, you know, and yet there's some you know powerful elixir there for people, and there's some powerful magnet in it. But we both know people who are miserable in the middle of that, which is ironic yeah. because it's what everybody else is thinking. Oh, they have success. So, don't you don't you think also there are some people that have complete ownership of that toxicity? You know, they're they're like, you you know who they are. You like they're, like it's they're really like uh, you know. I mean, they just I know a couple friends friends that really love that yeah. kind of relationship to fame and and things like that. Yeah. and yeah. and. They're comfortable uh, assuming that, uh, but but that's why I, that's why we don't really have at least you know I may be you know setting myself up here for all the famous Buddhist masters to say what are you talking about here it's egolessness and there's nothing and you know you should just go into a cave and spit out the the worldly dharmas as if they were toxic you know this toxic crap basically and. Also, more commonly, I've lived with you know people who are doing serious spiritual practice, but they withdraw from the worldly engagement. Um, so, an example would be a one of my you know uh, sangha members. You know, thirty, forty years ago, she had a job, and she said, "I'm just doing this job so I can get money for my retreats together." And you miss that whole opportunity for the job itself to become dharma and to become a, a growing and, and fertile wow. area. Wow. So, you know, these days I think it's healthier because people are saying maybe that kind of specialty aspect of, of Dharma um, needs to be blended in with the kind of um, – and it is East meeting West in terms of like Western people are not renunciates in that same way, are we, for the no. most part? I don't, I don't I know how say- much renunciate path is going to really take hold in, 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 the, in the West, particularly the U.S., when I told you I did sound effects editing, you know, uh, there could have been a part of me that's like, well, I'm just doing sound effects editing so that, you know, until I get my composing gig. And I think, right. I think relating, to, I think relating to it that way would have been uh, a missed opportunity 
mm-hmm. because because I I learned a lot. I ended up bringing all my sound design skills from like you know making lasers and you know evil backgrounds for planets, and I brought that into twenty four. You know, making unsettling mm-hmm. textures and stuff. So like I think everything everything along the way is is potentially fruitional. You know, and, and uh, you know, but I'm I'm meeting younger people that are so. Their, their their ambition and drive is so admired, um, but I think there. I, I just think sometimes there's a there's such a drive and such an expectation that anything off that path, anything, mm. anything off that path, is is regarded as waste or 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 distraction or if it can't be converted into forward movement or or something. And and it's an interesting energy to work with. I, I don't mm. even. I'm not even really putting it down necessarily because mm-hmm. it's such a. It, there's a real. I, I will say that when I first contacted it, it was a bit disorienting. Uh, but I'm but I'm in my late fifties now, so this is this is the this is what's this is what's with what's with us. Yeah. So yeah. If you if you're in your late fifties, I must be getting older. No, <laughs> uh, you look but you look cooler. The glasses. <laughs> well, I got, did that because this the skylight here is just blasting sunlight you know, into my eyes. But say, yeah, Colonel Kurtz over there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, that's another interesting thing where. The wheel turns, um, you know, if you're on a Ferris wheel and you realize you're sort of like actually heading back towards the place where they punch the tickets. And you go, didn't I start here? This is kind of interesting uh, moment. And for people sometimes who are very fixated on their manifestation in the world, they begin Mm -hmm. to have a very hard time at that point because there's nothing. They can't grasp onto it any longer. So it gets more and more desperate. So, um do you yeah. do you think about death at all? Oh, um, yes. I, I and it happened. You know, it happened just yesterday. I was. I, I had a. I, I you know I have to go to you know you, you get your physicals each year and stuff like uh. that. And and I got a call from an old high school friend who's very sick. And mm. uh, I grew up with the guy, and um, we're about the same age. And I'm 58 and my own brother died seven years ago at 57. And when I hit my 57th year, I was looking over, I just had a little bit of paranoia about mm. reaching the age that my older, I didn't expect my older brother to pass. So uh, mortality issues are, they've been a bit, they've been a bit floating around. Yeah. And, and honestly, when my, when my friend called me yesterday and told me he was ill, I, I really felt a bit of, uh, what's the word? I, I, I felt a lot of fear. Mm. Yeah, and that's good that you brought that up because you know I'm you know me I'm, I'm I pick up the threads from the atmosphere and the you know spontaneous. So I asked you right before we came on. You have a a, a, a necklace on. Is that what you yes. call it? A necklace? Is that what you call it? It was yeah. It was just a yeah. Just a I guess it's just a yeah. it's a little little thing with a Sanskrit word on it, and the back it translates and, into fe- fearlessness. And I asked you what are you wearing because first thing I thought was this you know. St. Christopher or somebody like that from your past, you know, um, uh, but fearlessness. So I, I thought, well, it's such an interesting topic, fear and fearlessness. Um, why do you have that around your neck? Why are you, why are you centering uh, uh, my attention and awareness and everybody's on the fact that you have this connection with fearlessness? Well, when my, in my studies with, uh, Shambhala and Rinpoche, I, the the teachings for me were about it's it is it, not about being without fear. It's actually being mm. profoundly acquainted with fear, mm. and and it's being like to lean into. You can actually touch it and soak at it a little bit. You can 
really be very acquainted with it. And that being acquainted with it, it I guess fearless, fearless is does not mean that I'm trying to get to a place where I'm without fear. I I, I think I'm trying to say that uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. When I conduct, I conducted for um, uh, a concert in uh, the spring at UCLA music from this TV series, Halo. And then I also conducted on the recording stage for the, for the score. Now that there's a lot of money being spent per minute with people sitting in there. Yeah. And, um, but that the, the pressure's really on you at that yeah, point, right? Yes. And, and, and there's, there's some anxiety out there. There's some fear, there's some fear and you can sure. kind of, you, how should I say this? If, if you're afraid of, feeling fear you're going to work extraordinarily hard to build a a house where you think you're going to put the fear in there and you're going to it's just so much work rather than okay i am angst i am feeling some fear i'm anxious let's mm-hmm. just let's just get with it let's just get with it and then you kind of use your mind and say well i'm you know have i done it before yes you know do, do, well have i rehearsed it yes even if i hadn't done it before uh can what can i get us started do i have everything yes you can start trusting you can start you could, you can. It's like silly putty. You can get a little bit more acquainted. You get acquainted with the fear. You can work with the fear, and on you move. You know, you try not yeah. to make a federal case out of it. So, yeah. you know. And and um, but I still know, feel a lot of it. I still feel, I still a lot of fear. But you could <laughs> that fear for many people can become a boundary, and they would just go like, "I can't do this," and I'm I'm backing out. Uh, and maybe we all limit ourselves by in that way in different areas of our lives, right? Where you just go, uh, so so what you're talking about is the sort of warrior path is to acknowledge the fear, recognize the energy bank that it is, mm-hmm. uh, not try to conquer it superficially, like you're saying, just like, you know, kind of, <laughs> everything's cool, you know? Like yeah, the, I got this. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that kind of approach. But engaging it leads you to um, uh, have experiences that, are transformative and growth oriented usually, don't you think? Oh, w- without a doubt. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking of when I was learning how to. I, I haven't skied in several years, but you know they have the the green circles and the blue uh, blue squares and the black diamond slopes. Well, you know, sometimes when you're younger, they're like, "Oh, you're scared. Go down the black diamond slope." Well, you know, you'll be like, you might say, "Oh, I'm afraid to go down the black diamond slope," and you made a wise decision not going down the black right. diamond slope because you don't have the training, you know? So there's a little bit right. of the situational things that you can say, Hey, I'm afraid I'm not going down it. And guess what? That's the right call. You know, right. I might, I might, I might, but, but for me, but if you're going up to conduct and you've done it 30 years or 20 years and you say, I can't go out there and conduct you. are like, hold on, you know, let's, yeah. let's you, you can really get into it with your mind. And, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. so I, it's, but absolutely, you know, the, the those experiences are, uh, they're juicy, as you say. They're they're very they're very juicy, and sometimes they're extraordinarily unpleasant. So you know, just since we're sort of in a little bit of a dharma area here, um, I use two kind, as you know, probably I use two kinds of analogies really a lot. One is music because I'm so familiar with it, the area, mm-hmm. and then there's mm-hmm. sports. Now, I look mm-hmm. at people's faces. I go, are we together on this? Because I'm using a metaphor here. And as you know, as a as a, uh, a meditation teacher, a, a good metaphor is like, you know, almost like a good song title is in Nashville. You know, people steal Absolutely. them. You know, we use Pema Chodron's gentleness, precision, and letting go as a, one chapter out of one of her books as a sort of core premise for our whole, our, our whole uh, training program. 
Right. So in, in this case, um, I use the metaphor, and I think this is something that um, as people are learning about mindfulness meditation is coming more and more up, that there's two parts to it. And one part is the ability to focus onto a single point, you know, um, which is um, shine in Tibetan or shamatha in Sanskrit, you know, just mm-hmm. that developing that focus. The other is uh, developing an awareness of the uh, non non-judgmental awareness of the whole situation, which is really Vipassana uh, more. So I use the analogy of you're up there conducting the orchestra. It's time for the timpani entrance. You got to be right on point. You got to know exactly what bar you're at, where the timpani player is, mm-hmm. and your mind for one second is on that. And then you still can't lose your awareness of what the full orchestra is doing. And, and so you have to merge focus and, and and awareness in terms of conducting orchestra. Is that do you think that's a reasonable metaphor? Uh very reasonable. I think it's a really because you know it, as as a a symphony, even if you even if you step up to do Beethoven's fifth symphony, it'll never be performed the same way twice. Never. You know, it'll it, there's millions and infinitesimal little things that are going on with all the human beings playing it, you know. Wow. So when you're you know I mean you can listen to a recording yeah. But when you go hear it live, it'll never be, ever be the same thing. It's 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 human beings that are bringing it all together, and it's all happening in an interactive, wonderful, magical way. You know, that's, that's one of the best definitions of definitions of impermanence, which we struggle to explain that. But what what people have un- misunderstood, I think, about impermanence is oh, it's just a n- nullifying and a void, and nothing you know, nothing exists. So. You know, and also emptiness. But what we're saying is, there's this rich symphony going on, mm-hmm. and there is a pattern to it. But it'll never be the same uh, from one time to one time, and that's true of every moment of your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I've scored a lot of scenes of like people running down hallways with guns and stuff. Yeah. And oh, okay. You can, you, you can get a little. They sometimes put in tent music, and they'll put in tent music from another film or something of mine. Mm-hmm. Even They're like, mm-hmm. God, we really love this. Mm-hmm. And you're like. You know, okay, and you really do want to show up for that moment, you know, and make that unique and and and, mm-hmm. and so forth. So it's 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 from the, from the point of view of writing original music, that opportunity presents itself so regularly because it really is about touching and letting go. You're taking in a moment, you're letting go, you're coming back, you're leading mm-hmm. it. That back and forth process is absolutely. I hadn't really quite articulated that until we started studying together. That mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. letting go and 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 so forth. But yeah, but the um, every single piece of music. I've ever heard over and over again is different every time. You know how wow. you get attached to, uh, sometimes we get attached to the certain performances. Like, oh, you got to hear uh, Bernstein's uh, 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 Red of Spring. You know, that's the uh-huh. last one. Uh-huh. You get kind of attached to literally, sure. the, you know, that, you know, but then you go hear it live and it's a whole, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother thing, you know. Yeah. Even though it's the same piece. Ooh. <laughs> and then Beethoven himself oh. is gone. Yeah. That's a sort of interesting, you know, as people who create something that could outlive us, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and you know when you're doing that, <clears throat> creating something that you want to have a life beyond your own life, mm-hmm. you know, and then hey, you, me... you won't be able to grasp at it. You won't be able to get the acknowledgement. You'll be well, dead. Uh, case, let me ask you a question. This is sure. a question someone asked me the other day. Um, uh, you look at a Picasso. Right, you know, you, it's you, your eyes, and the artwork. Right, you know, your that experience is a singular. You know, there's a pathway there in terms of how you're taking it in. 
you want to, you want to, if you're listening, when you take in Beethoven, does it not require the interface of other human beings to, to, to experience it? In other words, there's, there's a, it's a different, it's a, there's a, he was sort of, he was sort of challenging my view of how we, how we take in, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. take in art and to take in any music of Beethoven. We just can't look at, we can look at notes, but we really can't do much with looking at a, at a manuscript. It really has to be interpreted by a human being living now. You know, and and it's it, I found it to be interesting because we don't need that kind of translator looking at uh, irises, for example, or, or mm -hmm. you know. Well, there's two things that come to, to mind on that. Is one is you know we asked Trungpa Rinpoche, you know, who was my teacher, and um, you know, when 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 we were talking about success, I think the assignment he had is you have to transplant Tibetan Buddhism in the West. Mm -hmm. Good luck. We'll see you on the other side. I mean, <laughs> when I contemplate what he did in his lifetime and, and kind of, um, it's, it's really, if you just look at the outcome, he's been dead for 35 years. Yeah. The outcome is, 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 you know, is, is stunning in terms of the, you know, what, what it generated. Uh, but we asked him, you know, what do you hear when you listen to music? Yeah. And you know what he said? Guess what he said? I know because you. I've told you this already. You, you told me, but I, but I, but I, I refer to this very often. Yeah. Okay. So what is it? He goes. He hears the mind of the composer. <laughs> so he's hearing right through the performance. Yeah. That, which is interesting because there is something about the, the Beethoven that's the same every time too. It that's, is. There's a primordial kind of basic thing that uh, is unchanging uh, aspect of it. So that, you know, I think this is a good conversation for Buddhists to have is understanding that emptiness is not a flattening out and an emptying out of the uh, content of our lives and the, the relative truth. So we talk about, you know, all the time, absolute and relative uh, truth. Yes. Um, yes. And, and um, you know, yeah. the, the other thing that that leads to asking me, asking you, is what of what you're doing now would you like to outlive you? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> and, and so this is sort of an interesting, you know, interesting. I mean, I'm just coming up with it right now, uh, but we haven't really talked about that. I mean, uh, of course, there'd be a, it'd be lovely if 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 in a hundred years, if someone were to call up a, <clears throat> an episode of something. <laughs> And here, here's something that, that resonated. I would be, uh, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, I think that would be kind of cool if a, bit, a piece of um, me survived. I And I'm not trying to put myself down when I say this. I don't know if I've written anything that's going to be heard in a hundred years. I hope something is. You know, there's a few things that I feel more attached to than others that I think meant a lot to me. Oddly, really strange little things, little scenes that just, that, that kind of just survive and, and make me, make me happy you know but what i love when i read about um i love when you know beethoven was one of the we go back to beethoven a lot was written about beethoven's state of mind uh that he struggled quite a bit and uh and and composers before beethoven not as much uh so it was it, i've always been fascinated at the the way composers you know how they did what they did and still lived you know and so um what did he if, struggle with oh well he he had, um, well, obviously he had hearing issues, but he was, uh, he was, there was, he had uh, issues about, he, he wrote a lot of letters about how he was struggling just 
with certain depressions and so forth. He was in love with, he had a love, there was a movie called Immortal Beloved, which was, a, it is theorized that he was in love with someone that, that uh, didn't return his, um, his, uh, his, his affections and so forth. But he, he was, he wrote a lot of letters that talked about his state of mind at the time. And some of it was, was challenging. He just said some, uh -huh. he was just, he, he, what, what, what it showed me is he was a guy. He was a, he was, uh -huh. a, he, he was a, he was a dude. He was a guy who, yeah. who had, who had, uh, he had troubles here and there, you know? And uh, I don't know. You, I, I'd like to. I'd like it if someone read something about me and said, "Oh, he was. Uh, this person was uh, was was tried to be kind. He tried to be. Um, you know, wouldn't that be? Yeah. I, I'd like. I'd like that to survive. That um, someone wrote something nice about me, who I hired a few years ago, who said I was a really nice person to work for. He said that on a, and that that actually meant more to me than a lot, than a, um. it meant quite a bit. Not because I want to be stroked, but just because you just want to be, um, you, you, you just would like to, you just, it, it, what, what, how do you, how do you say it feels good to do that without sounding like it's too much of a made for TV film? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It's it made for TV Hallmark movie or something. Well, that's what's so funny about the things that become, you know, commercialized or cliched a lot of them are based on, you know, a Hallmark greeting card is based on some of actually original sentiment that is genuine. So and, why, you know, so what, what got screwed up then, you know, too much of it? You know, or, uh, well, or, uh, kind of, uh, from our perspective, maybe a kind of wishful thinking as opposed to a real path, you mm -hmm. know, towards actually manifesting that. But, um, you know, I, um, I just watched a film, I'll send you the link to it uh, about a teacher named Garchen Rinpoche, who was in Chinese prison camps for 20 years wow. and came out of it. I'll send you the link and um, maybe we can, um, Michael can put it into the link in the podcast for people who want to, who want to check it out to see what somebody who is leaving a wake of kindness and compassion and overcoming a lot of obstacles to to manifest that and with a kind of confidence and commitment to it that is not based on wishful thinking. It's based on real heart and connection, which right. includes the suffering you're talking about. It doesn't try to bypass that. That's the difference, I think, is if, if something's trying to bypass the suffering with Beethoven experience and go, you know, let's just play a happy song, you know. Um, you, you know, you know that joke, what do you get when you play New Age music backwards? Uh New age music? What is it? Yes. <laughs> you know, there's not enough definition. There's not enough journey. There's not, you know, I mean, and and please, anybody out there who's making, quote unquote, is in the new age band. I know that's not your objective. Um, no, no. Yeah. But you know what you get when you play country music backwards, right? Oh, <clears throat> tell, tell me again. What is it? You get your house back. You get your car back. You get your <laughs> wife back. You get sober. <laughs> So you know what uh, I think. You know what I think it is, man. You know, as you yeah. talk about, it, you know, the new age joke, yeah. is because I think there's, some, you know, there's some new age music that, if we go back to the very first part of our conversation, the authenticity, the point of view, that, that you know, where where you're coming from when it's when it's happening, yeah, that's that's the stuff that's le that's landing, but 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 the but the things that we joke about are the things that are landing with such they're they're kind of specious and toothless, you know, kind of, and they don't they don't kind of stand the test of time, you yeah, know. That, that, a good title for a new age album, Species and Toothless. <laughs> or the name of a band, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, I hope everybody understands that we're we're kidding around here a bit. We are uh, totally kidding, totally and, kidding. And any genre can have its richness, uh, but what we're really talking about is teeth, uh, you know, and and um, the truth, recognizing the truth of suffering at a relative level and not bypassing it. That's what we're really talking about in terms of both both art and spiritual development. Do you have a film that you watched that comes to mind? when when you heard the music or anything that was just so perfect like that so pierced you when you saw it the first time you know anything that anything that comes through you know in terms of whether it was the music or the whole thing that just sort of because everyone has something that just sort of yeah just so hits you so authentically and so real can you do you know can you know no, what it is? it's so funny that you're asking me that because i had that thought while we were talking about it you know a lot of first thoughts are sparking yep. from our conversations but there was uh, a musician that I had the privilege, I'm going to say, to work with named Ustad Sultan Khan. Mm. Um, and Sultan Khan was um, a classic, classical Indian musician, but he did also play with the Beatles and some Western artists and so forth. Um, he played sarangi, which is a kind of bowed yeah. instrument, um, which sounds like the human voice uh, on steroids. You know, it, mm. it has all the com compelling quality of the human voice. Mm -hmm. And there's such interesting things about uh, that I, you know, that I got to be with somebody like that and make music with somebody like that. I consider my life completely blessed in that way that I've had so many occasions to meet people like that and exchange with them. But when I, he was introduced to me by two friends who were on my record label at the time, which was also called Dharma Moon at the time, and um, uh, Falu Shah and her wife Gaurav, who's you know part of the c community that we're we're you know taking sometimes meditation classes and so forth. And uh, Falu, was, uh, was, whose name was Falguni at the time, Falguni Shah, was one of his best students. Mm. So they brought him to, up to our studio, and um, I met him, and he had this enormous voltage, you know, walking into the room. Uh, like, he, he, they introduced him to our one of the, uh, um, I think Anna, who was in our office at the time, and it was her birthday, and he just took out $200 cash and just gave it to her. He just got off the elevator. He just had this kind of scope uh, and depth. And then we went to hear him play at, at uh, probably Town Hall or Carnegie Hall or someplace like that. And he played one note. And I felt like somebody had stabbed me in the heart. <laughs> That's That would be if you said, well, what did you experience? I said, I experienced somebody stabbing me in the heart. And you could see in that context, you know, when they, when we went backstage – you know, these. This is his guru. This is uh, um, Falu and Gorov's guru. So they go backstage. They touch their head to the person's feet, which in the West you go, oh, that's just whatever. You know, that's right. horrible. And in a million, in a million times, I would do that without even thinking about it because this person had generated such a powerful egoless field of pure, pure heart and pure feeling. Uh, so yeah, that, I would say Indian music can really do that to me sometimes, you know. But particularly him. <clears throat> what were you thinking of? Did do you think of a piece of music or a show or something? Well, I mean, from the musical point of view, the first time I ever heard—I didn't hear Stravinsky till I was much older. I was mm -hmm. grew up in a small New England town, so when I first heard the Rite of Spring uh, performed, which is you know, da, 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 I was like, like what's happening like like what, mm. what's happening here you know and and it, it and it almost makes me emotional when you talked about that first note because mm. i mean you really do it's there's something so 
it, as, 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 as to quote our, our work together, you know, there's something so before thought when that happens, you mm. know, when you're, when you're getting it. It's so, and that's what really I try to do with the work that I do is, yeah. is that, that kind of thing, you know, and it's just, it's extraordinary when it happens. Now, from a cinematic point of view, I mean, this is just a little boy thing, but I saw Jaws when I was uh, 11 years old. That was the shark movie. And now it's been done over and over again and so forth. But if you could really understand what it was like, or or I'll even do one better, the opening two minutes of Star Wars. I mean, the that that was just a, you know. <laughs> the first just, one before all the sequels. The, the, but, before, before everything. I mean, the very first thing yeah. and the score and, and so forth. And so those are the moments that you're, you kind of realize, wow, I, I really, this is a part of my life that I want to pursue. You know, you kind of realize something on the spot. You know, how do they, how does this happen? How does that, how does music do that? You well, know, and so. you're, you're completely in the business, in the art form of saying, look at what just happened. Here's what it sounds like. Yeah. So here's the shark in Jaws, right? Yeah. And who composed the score for Jaws? Williams, John Williams. God, he's, he's, so he's an important person for you because you mentioned Star Wars too. Didn't he do the score for Star Wars also? He, he did. We have the, we actually still have, we have the same agent actually. So I've met, I've had to, I've had the rare occasion of being able to meet him a couple of times, which oh. is sort of like sort of like meeting a, uh, I don't know. It's like meeting your an idol, and and you have to kind of. But he's a human being who, right, ninety years old, and he's does his thing, and you know, it's is, really. Is he composing to the right now? To this day, uh, he just, he just finished Indiana Jones five. He just he just and he's ninety. He's 90. Listen up, everybody. All you more, you know, kind of downheaded people. I'm getting so old, you know. Take care of yourselves and you'll be doing that too. And um, Absolutely. You know, that's inspiring. Um, But you have to raise your wind horse. You have to want to even live that long. I think a lot of people die because they don't even really want to live that long. They're tired, you know. I've experienced this myself personally. Like you go... I think I've, I'm past. I've had enough. You know, take take a rest. But we have other influences, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I, if anything, when my when I just learned of my other friend's illness, boy, I said you, you said to yourself, "Man, it's great to be alive." Like, like it is. <sighs> it is fucking great. Excuse my language, but it is like you're like because I then I got the results of my physical, and I'm you know knock wood, I'm you know I'm 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 all all all, all okay. You know, yeah, yes, good. you know, you know, yeah. and, and but I'm like. You know, let's just let's just take a moment. <laughs> yeah. you know I, mean? I mean, it's it was it's yeah. And that really it kind of kind of stops the conversation, does <laughs> And the flip side of it is um there was one of our lineage teachers named Kenpo Sultum Gyatso, who's a very um important uh, teacher in the uh, Kagyu lineage and um, but a yogi's yoga, he has no home. He's you know, he really, really is living like Miller Ape or somebody like that, you know. And he, um, for example, he had an exchange with uh, one of the students who was in prison, you know, mm. and was doing his practice in prison. And he asked him, uh, Rinpoche, what should I do with the obstacle of being in prison? And Rinpoche, uh, Sultan Gamso said to him, What obstacle? Oh, wow. <laughs> So there's that kind of cutting edge, cutting edge view. And I asked him, there's a famous story. I asked him, uh, which my son Ethan has sort of immortalized in one of his books. It's right in the first paragraph. We had an exchange. He stayed at my house in, in New York. And I threw the translator. I said, uh, uh, could you ask him to where he lives? And uh, through the translator, he said, Rimpete said to tell you he lives in the center of his awareness. 
<laughs> and I said, you can guess what I said next, right? Is that anywhere near 38th Street and 2nd <laughs> Avenue? <laughs> What's the zip code? Yeah. Can I, is that an Uber? Can I put that in my GPS? Oh, you know, so um, I will say, you know, for what it's worth, you know, yeah. one thing that I probably carried, one thing that happens is when you, we're talking about creativity, spiritually, spirituality, making a buck, the success is an interesting thing because sometimes you can, um, I, I remember sometimes getting very preoccupied sometimes by the horse race of others, how they were doing, my, mm -hmm. my contemporaries, you know, mm -hmm. and boy, that is a real interesting, because it's a natural thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh Leaning into that and really getting to that essence for me has been a really great, uh, at least a very informative part of the journey because I, I <clears throat> when I'm, it, it, I love it when it doesn't, when I don't have, when it doesn't pop up, you know, it doesn't, right. you know, when you, when you, and because it's really taking, you're like, why are you, like, I don't even know what the essence, you know, is it jealousy, envy, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it has to be, something that it's an unpleasant feeling, but that's sort of like what we're talking about with fearlessness, the idea of leaning into unpleasant things along your journey. Mm. That's something that's like, look, there are some people that said to me once in an interview, hey, you haven't done many movies. I said, that's true. I stayed more on TV. Well, why haven't you done movies? Well, I'd love to do some more movies, you know, but I have, a, but, but in terms of what I've been able to do musically in with what I've done the last 25 years, I feel very grateful and very happy with the work that I've done. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, there's a relationship. Uh, there's a relationship to that that's always being reevaluated. You know, it, it, it like, uh, <clears throat> are you looking for the like? Is this something you really want? You know, yeah. that's one thing I was really asking. Well, would you, you like to do films? Uh, is that I did one. I did one at the beginning of the pandemic uh, with Liam Neeson. It was called the um, the Marksman, and it was it was great because it was yeah. it was wider. It, you know, it was filmed more cinematically. It had more exposition time for exposition and so forth. Yeah. Um. Um. So it was it was a wonderful experience, just wonderful, just another experience. But did you meet him? I didn't, but I heard he liked the score. Oh, heard, that must I, have felt I, good. I mean, he's he's yes. like you know uh, an icon. He's look, he from Schindler's List to yeah. Woody Allen movies to his yeah. career in Taken. I mean, he's he's fin I think he's, he's phenomenal in the movie. Phenomenal. Yeah. Shout he out. Just, he yeah. gives you so much. He gives. Yeah. You, I mean, as a composer, when you get when you get that kind of info, it's great. Mm. You know. And and what are you working on now? Is there anything cool that you're that you well, want to Well, this share? is Western Thursdays on the CW, and I think it's on Amazon the next day or Hulu. Um, it's called Walker Independence. It's a Western set in the 1800s. It's a fun fun show. There's actually a, a song and dance number I had to write for a saloon that's airing next Thursday. Which is <laughs> it's a series. The, the show it's is a series. series. Yeah. So are you and then the next doing that now <clears throat> right now? Or are you right now? Oh wow! Right now, okay. and then the um, then the next one is. God, I'm so sorry. I had a little frog. Is The Accused. Uh, there's a, a law drama called The Accused that's coming out in January. It's 12 anthological stories, or 15 actually, 15 episodes, uh, anthological stories. Each one is a standalone story about a really, really, you know, touchy, sweet spot of law and society and a set of stories, whether it's uh, one one episode's, well, I can't, I guess I can't really talk about, but each one is really just, uh, they're just they're just really superbly shot and um they're they're great stories and each one is its own standalone so that's that's actually quite interesting and so if you, on fox. If you, that's uh, on fox yeah that that's you know because so many people uh are behind the scenes quote unquote doing the the work that people really 
it, let's face it, this culture, our, our television, our film is sort of a huge part of our culture. And it's not just mm. the people who are in the front who are creating that. And, you know, if anybody's here has the opportunity to watch a movie or a TV show without the music, with the dialing login and no music, you're going to have an experience that uh, we take the music for granted because to some extent scoring, you want to blend in. You don't want to like stick out so much, right? And if, mm-hmm. if, if, if the emotion carries the scene and somebody doesn't go, oh, that was a great orchestration or something like that, it's better in a way, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh I was there was a movie once I was watching and my wife Deb turned to me she goes she goes I don't like this this music isn't working like like when someone says <laughs> the music the music is standing out or, right. or then then there's a problem you know mm. or, or and if the music gets if you can't hear the dialogue yeah nobody's getting their meal you know nobody it's wow. just it's a you know you know there's things like that but there's all kinds of, there's art directors that are the ones responsible for making sure the hotel doors are of the right time period and you know and 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 the design of the room is you know it's just it's just it's like a, it's like a couple hundred people right. that gets the image put together and and they're from all walks of life wow. uh, they have to all work together it's a it's it's crazy and it's yeah. it's 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 privileged to be a part of it and I'm I'm in the I'm in the caboose I'm in the post production part yeah the caboose now you would have the capacity the podcast is a little bit free free form and we haven't done exactly this before but i know that you could roll over to your piano right there and if we said what was the scene you were talking about earlier like sad somebody's sad or, or yeah there was a woman who found, there's a woman who found a um you know or you know i mean honestly if you took a, a public domain song like <clears throat> oh hang on no 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 don't do any oh, don't do don't any, do any. Yeah. Do something original because I don't so, want to get okay. involved with copyright yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. But but so, if you could, and you have, did you turn your original sound on? Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. So that we really hear it. But like, if you could just show right on the spot what it's like to change a, a narrative, uh, 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 an experience, an emotional experience, and just flip that switch and turn it into music. Uh, do you feel comfortable tra- taking a shot at doing something like yeah, that? Yeah, I spot? mean, <clears throat> we'll see how you can hear it. But like, yeah. sometimes some someone director will say, you know, this is. There's, there's some shock. Like, what are you feeling when you're seeing a person looking over the body of a relative that just got shot dead? Oh, you know, okay. what is that? Is it like you heard in the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's empty. It's nothing, it's, it's, nothing happened. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I don't think it's good. Oh, if it's, I don't know why it's not working. Hang on, let me see. That's so funny. Oh, there we go. Oh. There you go. Yeah. You know, is it like, you know, is it, you know, is it a shocking... You know, it, that's sort of an aggressive, right. you know. Um, I, the things that conjured to my mind is she's alone. Now she's uh, alone. Okay. So you wouldn't be, you know, that's too thick. You know? I mean, that, that you know, you'd be... Yeah, in, bring the volume down just a hair. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's good. So then I, you know, the idea is it's more of a delicate, you know, what what is, what, what I'm trying to just imagine it just be like... Um,
just you're just letting it just just wandering, you know. But it the feeling comes through so, you know, if a picture's worth a thousand words, a song is worth at least five hundred, don't you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but sometimes someone will say to you, "Well, that's really great, but it, you know, could we?" Um, I, I want to feel more. Uh, the heaviness, you know, sometimes okay. people say, I want even more of the heaviness. So you want to take what you're, what's coming, what's coming for you organically, but if you want to meet the needs of someone who has a creative need and they're explaining it to you, you know, maybe it's a, you know. Taking the heaviness, you know, a little bit of the brooding, you know, yeah. again, it's just an idea, but I'm still trying to keep her, I'm trying to keep this person in her yeah. own little, you know, and, and that little, that little part of you that's, that, that, that's, that's weaving that little inspiration, that little seed. Yeah. A smart producer will understand, he'll, he'll, he'll hear your heart in it, you know, right, and if, right. but if he's all closed off and just wants to be the control freak, no, get rid of that high note. Fine. Right. And then you have to just be, you have to be okay with that, you know. <laughs> that was so great. I mean, you know, um, there's a translation process of, um, y you know, uh, the energy, we call the Sambhogakaya in Vajrayana Buddhism, you know, the energy realm, which mm -hmm. is not, it's expressed in color, in sound, mm -hmm. deities, you know, and things. And I think, People would make a big mistake if they thought, oh, this is another world that we're portraying that is other than this world. But yeah. it's a symbolic rendering of this world at the level of the energies that are experienced. So in one minute, you had, you know, you had somebody starting to feel, what does it feel like to be alone? Yeah. You know, and, and you didn't fill it up. What I loved about what you just did is you didn't fill it up. Right. Because you, that would have been you know, kind of, oh, da, da, da. you know, you could have just shown off a little bit there, but you left this space because there's the shock and there's the space. So, um, yes, you got, that's exact. You, you got it. You yeah, got it. I yeah. mean, that's the, I, that was, that was the, but you know, I, I didn't, before I sat down to do it, I didn't say, okay, I'm going to do this and let some space happen. You know, in right. other words, you, you just, it just, you just released into it. It's that yeah. it, you just had to release into it. So yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Let the feeling come through you. Yeah, and and because you have the skill set to translate that into music Still. or poetry or some uh, you know art form, then other people can feel it through you. You know, nailed so, it. I, yeah. I got now. I have to say one thing to you, and this is a, a totally LA thing. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have to play a saloon piece of music. Yeah, for one of the upcoming episodes, and the director and the line uh, the art they have to talk to me about it in about 3 minutes perfect. and so I, so I think we're I, you know I, what it's perfect so I, I i wish we could and then maybe I can, i'll give you the update i'll tell you how it went but i, okay. I just they're, they're, they're going to tell an actress comes in she has to play it and the actress this is how cool it is the actress knows how to play a little piano so she actually requested an overhead shot of me playing it so that she could look as as accurate as possible so when you wow. when you have people that want to be that precise with their work it makes you sit up straighter with your work, you know, so it's really kind of cool. How great, how great to have you on. You know, um, we're, um, 
you know, have so many points of communication between us that it's such a rich uh, uh, friendship. And I want to thank you so much, Sean, for coming Listen, on. Listen, you're, uh, can I just, I, I, you didn't ask me to do this, but you know, when we started working together in the uh, training and then we did these, you said, uh, send me a little text when you do the uh, meditation, the 20 minute videos, you, you, we did these little uh, videos of me. I, I said, look, I sat today and so forth. Anyway, I know you're going to, I think you're going to show a couple of them, but that was so much fun to yeah. take what was sometimes a very complicated or annoying thing to do, but to, to, but then to make, make something interesting out of it. And, uh, I, I love our friendship and I love studying with you and I love all the adventures that are still to come. So Great. that's, that's all and I can we'll, say. We'll share some of those cause they're really lighthearted and fun. But yeah. have a great meeting. Um, thank you. And of course, we'll talk soon. So I look forward. Um, to, yeah, I, I will reach out to you. Yes, thank and you. And we'll we'll put some references on the on the uh, you know, with the podcast of things that you're doing now or anything that you want to share with people. Yeah. Okay. I will. All right. All right. Okay. Bye, David. Take care, everybody. See, bye. Bye. Bye, bye, Sean. Okay, everybody. There you have it. Episode number 43 of the Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck podcast with Sean Callery on the Be Here Now Network. We would like to send a huge thank you out to Sean for taking part and joining us in the podcast. I really enjoyed that episode and we hope that you all did too. That last part was great. I almost wish the whole episode was just them coming up with various scenarios and uh, Sean playing the piano. And I really appreciate the little tantric moment at the end with some Samboga Kaya talk, which is uh, one of my favorite topics as a fellow Samboga Kayaist with, um, with David and Sean. So welcome to almost the end. So after this brief exposition here, post position, um, we're going to share some of those Nuji Challenge videos on the YouTube. So if you're listening on the podcast, head over to um, Be Here Now's YouTube page and and give a watch to Sean's work around the Nudgy Challenge. But uh, firstly, the important business is we have to send a huge thank you out to Be Here Now Network and encourage everyone to head over to their webpage. So let's see, I'm going to go to my, uh, my earlier written part. Here we go. This podcast would not be streaming into your mind stream if it were not for the Be Here Now Network and their amazing staff of dedicated humans. Big thanks to everyone at Be Here Now. We encourage everyone to head over to BeHereNowNetwork.com slash David to hear more of this podcast if you like it. And if you are still listening, I assume you enjoy it. Also, drop the slash David from the URL and enjoy the feast of podcasts from our world's wisdom traditions. This is all a part of Baba Ramdas's legacy and a continuation of his life's work done lovingly by his sangha and community, and we all benefit from it. So deep gratitude to everyone at Be Here Now. Okay, also head over to dharmamoon.com to check out our upcoming programming. And if you are a CSM person, head over to New York Insights webpage, nyimc.org, and find the uh, upcoming Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck workshop. Okay, that's it for me. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. If you like this podcast, please share it. Give us a positive review, 11 stars, all the things on your listening platform. Tell your friends. And um, thank you for watching. May you be safe, healthy, happy, and at ease. And without further ado, here is the world premiere. Day 20, What My Mind Is Doing by Sean Callery for the Nuji Challenge.
And next, we have Day 41, Non-Dual, by Sean Callery. And next, one of my favorite, Mind Boogers, a David Nickturn song by Sean Callery. The wheel of life is the blueprint for mind boogers. The wheel of life is the blueprint for mind boogers. It starts as mucus in your nose. Hard like a garden hose. The wheel of life is the blueprint for mind boogers. The wheel of life is the blueprint for mind boogers. Thinking. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BeHereNow today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BeHereNow. BeHereNow. 